I'm Johnny Davis, and you're listening to the Orient Outlook Podcast. Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, bearded legend, South Stand chum, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, thank you very much for the wonderful intro. Welcome back, everybody, for episode 25. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, been a little bit of a busy week. It started off really quietly. We had a conversation midweek saying, what on earth are we going to talk about this week and how on earth are we yep. going to bore people uh, this week <laughs> with our dulcet tones? But actually, it's turned out to be a pretty pretty interesting week. Um, just to round up so far, we're on uh, Twitter update. Uh, over 1,100 followers. I think we're 11, nearly 1,150 followers now. So thanks very much. We've got new people, new Orient fans reaching all the time. So please carry on spreading the word. Uh, and as I mentioned last week, make sure you set the alerts so that when we're tweeting all information about Orient and what's going on, um, that we come up on your uh, on your screens. Um, if you uh, want to tweet us, we are at Orient Outlook. Uh, you can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Uh, and in terms of tweets and retweets, if you don't tweet us, then we are l- less inclined to tweet you because... Um, you've not directed it at us, so we generally tend to take a view that if you include at or in Outlook, that's better. Yeah, absolutely. So episode 24 came out last week, and thanks for all the feedback and reviews that we had. We can only mention a few, um, just because we want to keep the podcast within a, a reasonable time limit. Yeah. So uh, at Luke BR 1998 said, just listen to the latest podcast. Got to say, great episode. Everything you said was on point and a great way to end my week. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, thanks very much. At our demander, uh, thanks for getting in touch again. Not not heard from you in a little while. Thanks for that. Like the positivity of your podcasts. Always come away slightly upbeat after listening to an episode. Up the O's. That's good. Like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Doing At our bit. Linden Orient. Love the podcast, guys. I enjoyed New Year's one. It was a top effort. The only thing that's exciting about the Orient at the moment is the podcast. At Pank P007, just heard my first podcast, most enjoyable. Thanks for the name check. At GForce underscore Shiv and I call Plaz Tilda, as in Basmati. Yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> welcome, good. welcome aboard. Thanks for listening. I hope you you, you tuned into to this one as well. And we had an email from a, a fellow Orient fan who lives in Denmark um, by the name of Jim, and he got in contact with us. That was a great email. Um, and we'd also love to hear from other fans who live abroad uh, so we can get including you in the podcast and ensure you're part of the Orient community. So if you know Orient fans who live abroad, get them to contact us. Uh, Paul, do you want to go through Jim's email? Yeah, so Jim emailed us saying, uh, like to say how much I enjoy and look forward to your podcasts. They're factual and fun, but not banal, raucous or abusive. They're spaced at about right intervals and the overall tone is positive, which is not e- always easy when following the O's. Tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> really enjoy the interviews as well. Yeah, we're not massive on, on doing the interviews because there's so much goes on on the pitch that yeah. uh, that the interviews tend to take a back seat for us, so we've not really pushed that too much. We've had a couple of good ones. Absolutely. So thanks for your email, Jim. Uh, <coughs> much appreciated. So yeah. this week with the O's, on Monday 12th of Jan, it was a quiet day, but uh, mine and Paul's amusement, we, f- we found out we were blocked on Twitter by uh, Jamie Jones. So unfortunate, because like we said, we did, we did, well, I clapped him. You didn't clap him, but stood silently without abusing him I really. did a silent protest yeah and all we done was kind of retweet his, his tweet that most of those fans found offensive and found ourselves blocked but 
not much love lost there. So nah, move fair on. enough. Yeah. Too much airtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday the thirteenth of Jan, the club then posted footage of Lloyd James in in fitness training in the gym doing some pull ups. Uh, so we all wish uh, Lloyd uh, a speedy rec- uh, ongoing recovery. Looking forward to the return. Few rumours started on Twitter that we will sign winger Ennis Nadarevic from Genoa. Um, that seems to have uh, fallen by the wayside. So that was obviously exactly what it was, just a rumour. Yeah, he looks like a great player. Um, maybe the Liverani factor is just time to spread the gossip, but it'd be great if we could get him. So yeah. watch this space, I guess. Cool. Leads us on to Wednesday formant for Jan. Um, and a sad announcement that Johnny Davis announces his departure. Got to say, it's going to be a massive loss for the club. Um, and as we tweeted, he's been instrumental yeah. um, in building our relationship with the club. So we wish him all the very best. He's done an absolutely superb job. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Won various awards for the O's and kind of really built up, you know, the brand through through Twitter and social media and produced a great set of programmes. So yeah, it'll be really, missed. So really upped our media communication. Yeah. The the YouTube channel, the Twitter. Absolutely. Um yeah, so great loss uh, to the club, but he he has left of his own accord, everybody. I know some people saying, blaming the Italians again. Yeah. It wasn't that. Johnny's had an opportunity that, that he feels is too good to refuse, which is absolutely fine and fair, and we wish you all the very best. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, unless the board make him enough or he can't refuse. <laughs> Doesn't look like the Godfather style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so also on Wednesday, we reached the National Category 3 Cup final under-16s after we beat Brent... Bournemouth, three one. So what's well that yeah, under sixteen? Well yeah, absolutely. Got to say, the Orient Youth seems to be coming through at the moment nicely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Seems to be progressing a lot. So there's lots to be and said Fabio for that. Fabio seems to be looking at some of the youth to to actually playing games, which is which is great. There's a lot to be said for that. And I know a few of the under sixteens follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. So if you're following us, get in contact and tell us more about the game. We'd love to hear who scored the goals and how it's all going and what your hopes are. Absolutely. Um, we then tweeted a quote from episode 24, uh, something that we'd mentioned about Kevin Lisby. We tweeted, Lisby gives the team shape, is the best leader of the front line that we have. This is why Lisby has to start, which is something that Steve mentioned. Yeah, and basically we had such a good response um, from this tweet and loads of people with views on Lisby is why we're kind of mentioning this. Because I, I you know, it's exactly that. Well, when, when he came on last mm. last week in the um, flute match, he led the front line so well. I just thought he has to start... Um, and most of you agreed. So at Daniel underscore Slaw said he should have started on Saturday. At Orient Stats said his hold up play and awareness is unrivalled. Definite starter for me. Yep. At Distru said agree he should have started on Saturday. The one decision that did baffle me was Desaina for Sawyer. Hashtag heads gone. <laughs> <laughs> at Boggs Dollocks one he is massive influence on the team squad and club. Yeah. At Lynn Wells eighty one he is the smartest player we have and a game changer. Yeah, I think that's smartest comment. I think it's a great comment. Yeah. Uh, At TJM LOFC, completely changed the game when he came on Saturday. Important influence. Yeah. At Ian, Manny, Rene, and John said he should start with Dagnor bat as they would give a much needed pace. Lack of pace is becoming a major issue. Yeah. At Kevin Cowden says Super Kev is a massive influence both in the dressing room and on the pitch. Totally agree. Has to start. Yeah. At Chris Cow too says agree, especially if he keeps the total waste of space Henderson out of the side. Controversial. Controversial, at, <laughs> at Patsy Orient, Super Kev should be manager, assistant manager, if he has coaching badges. Yeah, so a lot of love out there for Super Kev. Absolutely. So, you know, he's, he's back now, seems to be getting back to fitness. So, yeah, absolutely great, great that he's back. So, Thursday 15th of January, Liverani was in the Waltham Forest Guardian, uh, kind of 
getting fans excited, saying we are considering a number of options in terms of players in and players out, but we will not be making big changes to the squad. Good. And then, after that article, came another article where the chief executive, Alessandro Angeleri, admitted the club may eventually need to move to a bigger ground if they achieve their target of promotion to the championship. And then, massive article, so we can't obviously go through it all, but to quote what was said... Um, by Angelo said for me there are two solutions either we buy the stadium and we do some work to increase the capacity or we move to another stadium if we go into the championship and we need fifteen to 20,000 seats this is a big decision for the president because it is a big investment mm, it's very true but the problem is we're not filling out Brisbane Road so I'd sort of argue is there a need to, to move yet yeah, I know you need to think long term but I don't think this should be top of the agenda it's ambitious but, yeah it's, it is very ambitious and I totally understand if we were at capacity yeah um, Alessandro acknowledges this by saying now we have a problem to fill the ground but I'm sure that the more we win the more fans will increase and attendances will go up and he did go on to say proper fans will come whether we're doing well or badly considering where we are in the league we can't really complain or be unhappy about the attendances which I think are very good points although they need to get working on getting the fans in yeah that's a good point there for me you know I think attendances have been really good compared to how we you know considering how we played yeah. this season yeah. And obviously, the better you do, the more fans that will show up. Yeah. I also think a defining moment will be the obviously West Ham filling Olympic Stadium. See yeah. how that will impact. Yeah. I think that's going to, that will be the one that will either make it or break it. I think it will certainly put a slight dent in, but yeah. probably not massively. Yeah, but we'll um, see. I mean, we had loads of feedback on Twitter uh, from that. And obviously, we'd love to mention everything we get back, but we had so many tweets back from that, we literally can't start, otherwise we'd never stop. <laughs> we'd be here till next week. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for your feedback on that. And then just before bedtime... Um, it was real late. You yeah. spotted this really it well It was spotted. about quarter past ten. Yeah. Literally, pyjamas on, wife was asleep with her eye patch on. I was about <laughs> to turn in for the night. She doesn't listen to the podcast, mate. Say what, say what I want. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then flicking through... Um, Twitter and saw under the hashtag LOFC that Ryan, a player called Ryan Hedges, had announced he had, si- had signed for us online from Swansea. So we, you know, jumped on it, got in contact with Ryan who, and asked him if he'd be available to play on Friday and kind of engaged with him. And he got back to us saying he hoped so. Um, and this move was revealed by the club on Friday morning. Yeah. So we were the first, that was our first exclusive breaking transfer. Transfer news. Right now, yeah. Mate. Just call us Jim White. Just call this Jim Wright. <laughs> but, you know, a bit of back info about Ryan. He joined the Swans in 2013 after previously being with Flint Town and he can play as either a winger or centre forward. So he's going to be a winger, isn't he, I dare say? Would have thought so. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. Um, I presume Nuge scouted him due to Swansea connections. Possibly. But it shows that we are looking <coughs> at the youth and must be scouting around the Premiership. So for me, yeah, That's good. fairly happy with that. I think I'll wait to see before I sort of cast any judgment. Obviously, I don't know that anyone else has seen him play, so um, yeah. reserve, reserve judgment. But, you know, any, anything young and fresh and, and raring to go is, is a positive for us, especially on that right wing. Absolutely. Where, unfortunately, Joby's not quite hit the Halcyon heights that we'd expected him to. That we um, hoped him to, yeah. And Pritch obviously isn't a right winger, so yeah. we need someone that, that's naturally there. Yep, so a lot of fans were excited about this. Let's take a few of the tweets we had back at Ian Manny Rene John. So please, pleased with this signing will hopefully give us some much needed pace. Yeah, hope so too. Absolutely, and at RobertLock39 says, Welcome to Late Orient, Ryan. Hope you played tomorrow night. This is obviously from Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, and bring three points back to Brisbane Road. Yeah. 
So on Friday the 16th of January, um, Liverani uh, did an interview uh, which was then posted on the Lake Orient website. Emergency, emergency. <laughs> we have 10 players unavailable, which is a big problem for us at the moment. It means we'll struggle for continuity. It's very frustrating. Gotta so, say, what what is going on at that training ground where they're all Why are they injured? so injured all the time? I don't know. Literally ten first team players. <laughs> yeah. And the news didn't get any better, it just got worse because it was revealed in the same interview that Dean Cox uh, was a concern and wouldn't travel to Preston. He has a hip problem and wasn't fully fit last week, uh, and has not trained at all this week. So going back to our point from the previous podcast is if he's not fit, then why on earth did he play? Play him, yeah. And and also, if he played, you know, and Dean's got a scout from Brighton or Cardiff there, the scout would just be sitting there going, this guy is rubbish. Good. If it was someone's... Fir- no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it doesn't help anyone, really. Yeah. Um, so Lever always went on to say, regardless of the squad available, uh, I want to see a reaction from the players we will have out there against Preston. Also went on to say, Preston won a favourite promotion, and I am looking forward to this test. I have to say that this is actually a fantastic time for the players that are playing to actually keep out those that are injured so when they do come back from injury that they are on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've got players at the moment like Sawyer who wouldn't be a first-team player had Desainer been fit since he joined. Yeah. But Sawyer's really kind of stepped up yeah. and taken his opportunity. And for me, Lundstrom and Wright, it's pivotal that they start doing well because if they don't, then James, I presume James will end up Back and back and just walking straight, straight back yeah. in, literally. And the same was to be said for the forwards. You know, even though Mooney and Dagnall Lisby have all been playing well, you've still got Simpson to come back, you've still got Henderson to come back, Bat to come back. You know, all, there, all big yeah. names, all big players, and yeah. you know, you've got you've got to be on it. So some great points. And, and I think you'd argue that if if Clark and Baldry hadn't suffered such a bad dip in form this season, that you'd still have Cuthbert at right back and Omazuzi at left back. I got to so say, so would there I, have yeah. even been a need for Desainer to come in? Yeah. No, I mean, Do you know what I mean? So it would have the, the the script would have almost written itself. But it just shows you how how strong the squad is when they're all fit. But there's not been one point in the season where they've all been fit. No. And that looks unlikely that they'll all be fit at some even the start of the season started with people that, yeah. that weren't fit. Looks unlikely that they're all going to be fit at any point in the season, I'd say, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what, what's going on there. But we're very. Uh, so, Fabio Liverani went on to um, provide a message to the fans. We're very grateful for the support of the fans and understand the difficulties in making the game with the change of kickoff. This is for tomorrow night, uh, sorry, for Friday night against Preston. Yeah. I'd also say to them that they should be very proud of, they should be proud of us as we have had two good wins recently and we did not deserve to lose the games we did apart from at Bar. I think that's great from Liverani to kind of be honest yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I would also ask for some patience. Last season is finished and I know it was an amazing year, but it is in the past now. Right now, the situation is difficult and we are trying to improve and we need support so we can get out of trouble this year as soon as possible and then we can plan ahead for next season. He also suggests that players will be sent out on loan. What do you think about that? Um, I like the fact that he's... he's completely honest I think there are players who probably do need to go out on loan but I'm sure when he says that he's speaking about the cash kits and the Lees and the Grangers he's not speaking about anyone else who's first team you don't think no I can't see it seven strikers what seven or eight midfielders yeah but they're all injured yeah but when everyone's fit yeah well the loan window will still be available yeah absolutely maybe when they're all fit but you know there's no way he's going to loan out Henderson or someone like Simpson or Mackinoff no no one will pay their share of the wages that's why absolutely but it'd be interesting to see what happens um you know, what I took from that as well was that Livrani just wants to get through this season in terms of he thinks it's already done and dusted and is completely well, focused on the next season. I don't know about done and dusted because there's still just over just under half a season left to go, isn't there? No, so. mate, I, I agree with you. 
Okay, so um, just before, uh, so carrying on on Friday, so just before the Preston games, at Orient Stats, great, great uh, Twitter ha- uh, account to follow, uh, provided some, some interesting statistics. Uh, 67% of Preston's league matches this season have been under 2.5 goals. Preston have scored in every home league match this season. And if at Skybet League One matches were to end at half-time, Leighton Orient would currently be eighth in the league. That is an amazing stat. That just goes to show... In the second half, we dipped badly. We'd be eighth if it was just first half matches. Yeah. That's all down to fitness for me. Second concentration. half. Concentration. Concentration, yeah. Laps, lapses of, in our case. That's a, that's a great that's a great stat. Yeah. 64% of Leighton Orient's points have been earned away from home. Yeah. We're better home than we are away. Sounds sounds Better familiar. away than we are from home. It's better away than we are at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so absolutely. Great, team. great stats there. Yeah. So the team was announced. No real surprises, really. Woods um, started in goal. I like that. Yeah, I think he's doing really well this season. He's so doing far. really well. I'll be interested Since to see what the... happens when Legends becomes available again. Yeah. Uh, back four was Cuthbert, right back. Clark started, got the nod, uh, and Lowry centre backs and Sawyer left back. Yeah. Uh, midfield was Pritch, Lundstrom, right with Mooney. Playing just behind the front two, Lisby Dagnall, subs, Granger, Baldry, Lee, Ajamang, Adabayejo, sorry, Plasmati, and Desena. Yeah. Um, Who's missing from that, mate? What's that? Who's missing? Well, what players? Yeah. What were injured? Yeah. Uh, well, so new injuries. So Cox, as mentioned earlier, also Omazuzi, who's got a hip injury. Mm. To be fair, Omazuzi's not been, not been great this season. He was terrible last week, wasn't he? Against Fleetwood. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to say no, but he wasn't diabolical. Very good. But yeah. maybe he wasn't fit though. Maybe. Maybe he was, you know, wasn't fit. And a massive miss for me, the main man, my French wizard, one of my faves. He, um, you, you do, since since you've met him, you've got a bit of a soft spot for him, haven't you? I had a soft spot for him anyway, but ne- now. Hi, I'm Tony Davis. I had a soft spot for him anyway, but now it's even softer. Hi, c'est Romain Vincelot, et vous écoutez Orient. Outlook podcast. How can you resist that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but for me, the team plays completely differently when Vince Lowe's not in the team. Yeah. Vince Lowe's the great bridging the gap between defence and midfield and protecting the back four. And we always look more vulnerable, I would say, when He's Vince Lowe isn't there. So big miss. Um, and yeah, as we said earlier, 10 injured players. And you've got yeah. to think most of those would be in the first team, Same. Yeah. which is incredible. Must say, happy to see Gary Sawyer back. Really think he's probably the most improved player this season. Yeah. Um, delighted. I've not been his number one fan previously, but I really think uh, whoever's come in and, and sort of been training him and, and who he's been working with really upped his game. Yeah, Sawyer's been fantastic. And yeah. a lot of people were, were a bit disappointed last week when he was actually dropped for the Sainer. So good to see him win his place Absolutely. back. Absolutely. So your views at SamCast9 said it'll be free all with a Mooney hat trick. Well, because you know, we're Orient. <laughs> At Best Snooker JP says, no XO's player, Jamie Jones. What a surprise. Come on, you O's. You've got to think Jones is probably out of there. When yeah. they play like a new kid on loan from United in goal over someone like Jones. Unless he's not fit. I don't know about that. Don't know. But... At Cashowing, so looking strong up front. Just hope our back four hold firm and we don't get punished for lack of wit. Hashtag yeah. Nick three points. Absolutely. So the game kicked off, 7.45 kick-off. Uh, yeah, we were all sat around my telly watching that. So we started off started um, well, quite well, and then well, very well. on the fifth minute, David Mooney uh, nicks the pocket of the Preston player, wins the ball. Lisby's uh, movement was absolutely fantastic. Mooney sees the gap open up. Oh, it's 
So a great goal from Mooney, won the ball and then just drove it their defence. And as Paul said, a great piece of movement from Lisby to take the defender away and create the gap. And there was an angle that Sky showed it from where you could see like the gap literally open up. And you saw from Dave Mooney's yeah, vision, and he you? just poked it in superbly. And a great start for the O's. Absolutely. Brilliant start. Couldn't have asked for a better start. That's no, what you Mooney couldn't. gives you. Yeah. Played in that movement. position. Just the movement of the front three was fantastic. Yep, great goal. 19th minute. Sawyer made an amazing block without knowing much about it. <laughs> Following a Preston corner. Just smashed it straight at him and he just <laughs> happened to be in the way. But it was great. Yep. And 22nd minute. Sawyer harshly judged, we think, yeah. you know, for handball. He jumped, turned, but with his arms in the air. So, in yeah. future, Gary, just keep your arms down, mate. So, free kick to Preston. They crossed it in. Beckford, unmarked, headed into the net. Why was he unmarked? Well, for those that didn't see it. Josh Wright lost him. Yeah. Well, he lost Josh Wright. Very weak by Josh. Really kind of disappointed. Well, it was just a shove, wasn't it? Just a little Beckford. shove. But Beckford, an experienced forward at League One level, he's going to be midfielders up. At that level, yeah. but for me, why on earth? Why wasn't Clark or Lowry marking him? Yeah. Why? Why do you leave your best striker being marked by a central midfielder? Completely out of muscle, free header, Woods no chance, one all, yeah. um, and that's how it stayed till half time. So we've got a few half time um, tweets in. Yep. Let's get Mooney. On, uh, sorry, at Leighton James two says, let's get Mooney on the ball more. He's in the mood, and someone tell Wright he's playing footy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. At Georgio Irwin seventy seven. Said shocking defending from right in particular. Clark has won a few headers. Poor defending. Need more forward to. I'll take a draw. So. Absolutely. So the attendance was announced of eight thousand five hundred and fifty-five, which isn't bad for uh, a Friday night game uh, in League One with one hundred and thirty-four away fans. Yeah. So kudos to you, few that made it up there. I think you were quite well entertained. Absolutely. On a cold Friday night, and bear in mind that the fixture only changed. Dates, what, three Couple weeks ago? Yeah, two, three In the freezing ago. cold. Yeah. Well, well done. To make it up there. Pat I think a load of them went to watch Championship football the next day, so oh, fair play not all bad. More. Fair play to them. <laughs> yep. 52nd minute, uh, Plasmati came on for Lisby. Again, Lisby ain't going to give you 90 minutes. He can no. only give an hour now at the moment. Yeah. But to be fair, he looked quite disappointed when he came off. Uh, but I was happy to see Plasmati come on. Yeah. 55th minute, Daggers was quite unlucky not to get a penalty. He bundled over in the box. In the box. Definitely yep. seen him give him before. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. Yeah. A fifty seventh moon, fifty seventh minute, Mooney was unlucky not to score again. Lowry nodded it down beautifully in the box. Uh, sorry, no. Lowry put it into the box. Pritch knocked it down really well. Uh, Mooney, great first time shot, and they keep it down really well to tip it around the post, didn't they? Yeah, he did very well. Um, and then four minutes later on 61 Plasmati with an acrobatic half bicycle kick volley at the keeper Would have been nice I'm not sure to if that I just going. made that, that, that sort of manoeuvre up but that's kind of what it was because he was in the air one leg over yeah. on the volley Mate, keeper saved it it looked very acrobatic these, very, these, very these Italians love their half bicycle kick volleys don't they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but famously known and movement. then typical moment this season uh, press an attack and a terrible challenge by Scotty C uh, their man Carl Reed goes straight down penalty given and you could tell by the, you could tell by the reaction of the rest of the defence yeah. no one appealed it Scotty just kind of lied there yeah. but disappointed from Scotty C yeah um, bit of frustration probably creeping in probably there. yeah he'd been given a bit of a torrid time hadn't yeah their winger was absolutely destroying him to yeah. be fair and then Paul Gallagher stepped up um Put it straight down the middle, like I said he would. Yeah, you could just tell he was going to put it down the middle. He had his kind of, he had his back to goal. Yeah, so he wasn't even looking. And I said to Paul, I said he's just going to go down yeah, the middle because he he's not got time to kind of look up and see where he's going to be. See where yeah. he's going. Spank yeah, down. So at two one, you know, most of us probably thought, oh, that's it now. That's it. We're done. They're probably going. And even the commentator said, yeah, Preston get another goal. Three one, it kills the game off, which invariably it does. But 
done well, didn't we? Yeah, Lowry, Lowry with a beautiful long ball, knocked down from Plasmati. Dagnall pick, picks it up, gets a bit of luck. Um, because it sort of bobbled up and it almost looked like it sort of either it looked like it did or it actually did hit his hand. Um, and he basically rides a, a couple of tough challenges. Um, and then he had that kind of split second, didn't he, where he saw that opening for him. Yeah. And he called it in beautifully, a la Dagnall. <laughs> I've got so, to say about that goal that Plasmati done really well to knock it down. To, to win him. it for him. Yeah, really yeah, done absolutely. Well. And he Dag- won that ball. Dagnall made his own luck and the way Dagnall's been playing you can tell he's a much more confident forward now, and he's fit yeah. and he's match sharp and when he got in that position he knew he was going to score. Great finish by Daggers. Really yeah. great finish. Playing really well. Um, so yeah, brilliant. Shortly after that then Baldry, Baldry Bald- came on for Mooney. Yep. Made, made sense. It was a good sub. Mooney was booked. And yeah. Kind of wasn't having the same impact as what he was having earlier. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I dropped this down before Baldry even started playing. That if Insolo is injured, then Baldry is a very good alternative as a central midfielder because he's got that defensive aspect. Yeah. Um, to him, and we must say Baldry was bloody brilliant <laughs> when, he, when he played. I was like, is that really Matteo Baldry playing? That was a playing playing that right field ball. And he just kind of like. First touch was immense. He watched it, it, stuck his foot out, and the ball just—he just killed it dead right there. And yeah. he was taking on players, so maybe our right wing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> answers are in the squad already, and it was a really good like final ten minutes of the match. Both teams going for it, and we looked like we were gonna. To be fair, we looked like we were gonna score when we were going forward, but we also looked like we were gonna concede at any given point when you they couldn't were really tell us. who was fourth and who was twenty second at times, could you? No, absolutely, and that was a good. That was a good compliment to us. And in the yeah. 92nd minute, we had a really good free kick, really great position. But I must say, I've got it written down. Lundstrom was really poor. Asset pieces were really poor. Corners weren't beating Corners the first Corners weren't, weren't and... good. It was just 90 second minute. You know, it was just like on the right wing, perfect for a left footed player to take it, to do an in swinging cross yeah, in there. Agree. Yeah. And Lundstrom just took it straight there, keeper. So disappointing. But finished to all. We got a draw. Would have taken a point before the match. Oh, yeah, I said that. So a good, a good result, I'd say. Yeah. Great result. Absolutely. Um, so your said, views? Yeah, I said, said I'd take a point from this game before kick-off. Delighted we've scored two goals away from home. Uh, with the restrictions on the team selection, I think Fabio Livrani has really thought about shape and tactics yeah. uh, to get the best out of what he has, which wasn't ideal as 10 players and obviously a few key ones are out. We looked a bit susceptible at the back and Cuthbert was having a tough time at right back. That was interesting because they after they went to one up they started targeting their left wing to go at Cuthbert because they yeah. knew he, he was he was getting beat and we had no he had no one in front of him yeah that's why he had a tough time because we were playing a, a more narrow formation and even though the defence have been you know not as good as what they were last season I think Graham one of our good friends made a great point that sometimes the midfield let the defence down yes because the midfield should be covering back more yes and you can see Cuthbert was being exposed a lot because Pritch wasn't getting back. It happened with Slade's lopsided four four two when uh, when Omo didn't have anyone in front of him. He was exposed. People saw that and exposed that and really gave him a tough and, time. And that's why Vincelo is such a great player because he really really has such a great impact defensively on the team. He's just got an engine on him. Yeah. That he just keeps running. So um, Gary Sawyer would be my second choice man of the match. I know Dag- Dagnall got it. Uh, he was superb, Gary. Uh, putting in some really decent challenges. Bo- Matteo Baldry also really impressed me when he came on. Uh, and I've written here, sort of, is he possibly the answer to our need for a winger on the right? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great... Slightly tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but... No, he played really well, really yeah. good. I thought it was a great point, a difficult ground. We had a great start through Mooney. 
Again, great space made by Lisby. We looked really poor defensively though at times. I've got to say, I was disappointed by Lundstrom. Uh, but I was very impressed again by Sawyer and Dagnall, who, as Paul mentioned, has got one hell of an engine on him. And once we looked, once we equalised, thought we looked good. And you could see the confidence starting to come back through the team. And we actually thought, you know, we can do this. Good subs from Liverani. Uh, Baldry and Plaz both looked very good when they came on. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and very important, we build on this and take this positivity onto the Colchester game. Because there's no point in drawing away at Preston if we're going to lose away at Colchester, Colchester. the week after. So, league position. Currently, we stand 20th in League One, played 25 games. Uh, um, won six, drawn eight, lost 11, uh, with a goal difference of minus three. Um, so, that, so we're just outside so we're 26, uh, 26 points, points yeah. just outside the relegation just on goal difference but we are 10 points away from the playoffs so this division is ridiculously tight at the moment Very so we're 10 points away from the playoffs which might sound ridiculous to some but our next 8 fixtures when you look at them on paper are all winnable so or we can at least get, get something good yes, from, yeah. from it so, so Colchester Col- United away Look terrible at the moment. You yeah, Scunthorpe yeah. at home. Both keepers just broke their arms. They literally don't have a goalkeeper. That's true. So they'll be getting someone in on loan. Yeah, Rochdale away is tricky, but a I fantasy has to score away to Rochdale. Yeah. Don't know if we're ever going to keep a clean a, sheet. A, or a, not. a point, point away at Rochdale Possibly. will be a good result, I think, because they're doing well. Notts County take a point against Notts County. I, I think Notts County at home should be a winnable game. They've, okay. they've faded big stuff from where they were. Okay. Chesterfield away, keep Doyle quiet. Hopefully Doyle will be gone by then to get him linked to um, Sheffield United a lot. So yeah. if they lose him, then you've got to think you can do something there. Because this is late February now, mid-February now, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. Bradford home. Yeah. Fancy has to do, do something against Bradford. If they're still in the FA Cup, most definitely. Um, I don't think they will be, but yeah. Depends when, they, when their Cup game is. Um, then we've oh, got Oldham at home. Oldham at home. Yeah, definitely one not to lose out. Yeah, and then Warsaw away. So the next eight fixtures, if you take maximum points, I'm not saying we will, but it's actually twenty four. Must do yeah. twenty four points. We'll be straight back in it. So positives to this week. Um, first one draw against a tough side, good result. Second positive, two strikers scoring goals. So we're scoring again. And third positive is Liverani's tactic tactics and substitutions were spot on. Yeah, so well given what he had available to him. Yeah. Uh, negatives, unfortunately. Depleted squad due to more injuries. Too close to relegation. Uh, and the defence looks too vulnerable, especially from set pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hero of the week. We're having two again this week. We are, yeah. So, my hero of the week is Gary Sawyer. Because I think he's been absolutely superb the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, to be dropped and put in a great performance um, on yeah, Friday night. Against a team who liked to get the ball out on the wings. Yeah. His man was very quiet. Or yeah. much quieter than the... Scottish man. Yeah, and uh, the other one obviously is, is Dagnall, given his superb performances uh, and and goals so far. So, um, moving on now, just to sort of uh, sort of bring this uh, podcast to a, a conclusion, we've got Colchester away next Saturday, uh, Derby Day, the A12 Derby. Um, I'll be there. Come say hi if you see me. I'm happy to chat. Uh, obviously, if you see the uh, handsome bearded legend in a in the away stand, uh, probably in the blue or in away shirt. Yeah, say. probably covered up though because it's freezing. freezing. Yep. Um, come, come say hi. Colchester yep. are currently 22nd, that's two below us in the league on 24 points, which is two behind us. So definitely a big six pointer uh, as far as we're concerned. It's a must win game, I would must say. Win, yeah. Definitely a must win game, but we can do it. Um, and yeah, it'll be a great atmosphere. You know, I reckon we'll take at least 1,000, 1,200 to 1,500 will be down there. So it'll be great. 
Lovely. So yesterday, on Saturday the 17th of January, John Mackey announced on Twitter that a charity match is being arranged in aid of Prostate Cancer Charity. And before we recorded this episode, we caught up with John uh, and had a quick discussion about it. Oi, oi, it's the Orient Outlook here with a very, very special guest, uh, Mr John Mackey. John, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, all good, thanks. All, all good. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. So, we've got you on um, tonight's show just to talk a bit about the charity match that's come about this weekend on Twitter. So, yeah. So, give us a shout and how did it come about? Um, well, about a couple of weeks ago, it was um, Sandy Midley's 80th birthday. Um, he was our sort of kit man, master, everything really, sort of done a little bit of everything. Um, so we was at his party, um, Nightingale was there, Dean Smith, Gary Alexander, um, and it, it was the gaffer who mentioned it, he said he was sort of um, in talks, I've been talking to Errol McKellar, who's um, like Aidan Palmer's stepdad, does a lot for the youth team, um, he sort of himself had prostate cancer, um, he's beaten it um, and done loads of work for um, Prostate Cancer UK. Um, and come up with the idea like for a football game and like, I think Prostate come to him and said like, you know, can you organise a game? He basically said the only way this is going to work is get like um, the promotion team of 06 against, uh, you know, a team of ex-footballers and, and celebs. Um, and me and Martin had a chat about it, said, yeah, it'd be fantastic, get all the boys together again. Um, and then I've just sort of been talking to Errol, um, my side of it is just getting all the boys together um, and then they're sorting out the side of sort of the celebs and the um, and the ex-pros sort of thing so yeah it's um, really exciting, um, I've spoken to all the boys, I think we've got 15 now who are definites and all excited. Um, and then the other few are sort of have already booked holidays, so they're um, a little bit tired. Yeah, yeah, they can't be there. So, so when you say all the boys, um, obviously we we, know, we can't know who they are. But if you want to give a couple names, shout shout out. Just um, well, I'll go through from the back. So Klingana, the Klingana, Lockie, Lockie, Aiden Palmer, um, Justin Miller, Donny Barnard, myself, um, Gabby. Um, Keith, Joey Keith, Simo, Craig Easton, Dale McMahon, Tudor, um, Corden's uh, not sure yet, um, he's got to sort some dates out, um, Gary Alexander, Lee Steele, um, Derek Duncan, SCH and Omi. Amazing, some great names there. Um, and when we interviewed, yeah. when we interviewed Lockie, like the biggest response we got was uh, when Lockie was speaking about the Oxford away day. Like it's still held yeah. in high regard by people. Um, and we yeah. can see through Twitter the response you've had has been unbelievable. So, any idea when tickets will be on sale from at all? Um, I think the club are going to announce announce it this week. I think the idea is to um, announce announce it for the Orient fans first, so they can get their tickets, and then. Um, like once they're sort of all done, then they'll probably announce like the the celebs and the ex pros because um, they are they are like sort of chatting some big names for the for the you know the other team sort of thing. So hopefully you know all the Orient fans will get their tickets first for you know to see us, and then 
the ones which are left are going to be snapped up by, um, Random. I suppose, scream, screaming teenage girls if the names they're chatting about are going to be, um, are going to come through, through sort of thing. So it should be like a, it's not just going to be a game, I think it's going to be an all day thing with like, you know, sort of a carnival atmosphere and Brilliant. the, that the game is going to be like sort of the pinnacle of the, of the day sort of thing. So, um, it, yeah, it's going to hopefully be a great day for us all to get together, put on the orange shirt one more time and to raise a lot of money for for sort of the charity. So hopefully it'll be, you know, all go, all go well. Absolutely. And the club have been supportive of this in terms of lending the ground and the facilities? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Errol's been sort of, you know, communicating with the ground and whatever the the, the, um, the club and yeah they, they've got the ground yeah it's um, Sunday the 31st of May I'm not, not sure like the kick off time like I say it'll be an all day thing I would imagine it'll be sort of a 2 or 3 o'clock kick off um, but it, it's yeah it's, an, it's going to be an all day thing um, the club will announce hopefully this week the, the ticket details um, yeah and, and hopefully get a, a, a big crowd there Brilliant way for us to end our season as well, which hopefully you know yeah, will improve. But uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good yeah. way for us to, to sort of sign off for 2015. Yeah, amazing. Thanks for yeah. That. Hopefully, I mean that'll be the start. I mean it's, it'll be the start of the tenth season as such. You know what I mean? So it's like you know nearly nine years since well, it will be the end of the ninth year when we play the game, sort of thing. So yeah. you know some of the boys ain't been together sort of since probably the year after a lot of us a year or two after a lot of us left so um, you know kept in touch and whatever but not sort of you know seeing each other as much as you want to and obviously we've not played with each other so to, to, to actually play with each other is going to be like a, a special a special day Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Well, we're all very much looking forward to that, John. And uh, as we said before, we came on. We'll uh, we'll get you back on in the future as well, just to give us an yeah. update if that's if that's all right. And we yeah, can, uh, yeah, we just want as many there as possible. You know what I mean? Because everyone's got good memories as, ourselves as players, and obviously, you know, sort of, you know, when the games I've come back to to watch this season and last season, it, you know, the, the memories fans have got, uh, you know, a brilliant to listen to and. Hopefully they can um, see us one more time and, and bring back some even more memories. Awesome. So that was brilliant. That was John Mackey speaking about the um, the charity match that's being arranged for Sunday the 31st of May and a further communication will be sent out by the club. We'll, and we'll also be doing our part to get involved with that that will be kind of assisting in any way that we need to be, really. Yep, um, and so we'll be trying to raise. Is. Yeah, and we'll be raising money for charity. We'll be as well in doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. more news of that as soon as we've got it. Absolutely. So that's about it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us for episode twenty-five. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, sing up for the boys. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. <laughs> <laughs>